0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever
1: you listen to your favorite podcasts. Dallas Cowboys edge rusher Sam Williams has not had a big role in the defense this year. Is that going to change after the bye week? All that and more. In this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast.
0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked. team every locked day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by PrizeFix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricefixcom slash NFL and use promo code NFL all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are answering your Twitter questions today. And we've got some really, really good ones. So let's just jump right into it. First question from Lone Star. He wants to know, Sam Williams, after six games, how does he look? He was a big breakout candidate before the year, but hasn't really shown up yet. What's the reason?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think your eyes are right, you know. Um so far this season he has one sack on five hurries and you know that's not nearly obviously the rate that we were seeing uh, him oh. produce last season. Um you know, I I I I don't really have a reason, I guess, uh here. I mean, I know that he missed a good portion of train or missed some part of training camp with a shoulder strain, so it was kind of felt like we were kind of seeing him in and out of the lineup at different points. And, you know, obviously the off the off field stuff happened, but I don't know how much that actually is having an effect on his, uh, on his, you know, play. Uh, I don't, not it should, at least it shouldn't. I just think that, you know, he's struggling to produce. I mean, he's just struggling. Look, there's a lot of players playing ahead of him uh, that are playing very well. And it's tough to stand out on limited snaps. I mean, you know, his snaps have dropped precipitously as these games have gone on. I mean, he started out, playing I th- 35 uh, uh total snaps uh and he hasn't broken more than 20 since well and i uh, think a
1: little bit that has to do with the game scripts right like the giants yeah. cowboy game got out of hand so quickly that the cowboys were able to use multiple defensive linemen I, I, you're right though i'm looking at the pass rush snaps of the last four weeks seven eleven six nine
0: yeah and you know it's it's not like they've been deploying him out there uh uh, you know, the same way that they did last year. I mean, clearly they th- they feel like they're getting diminishing returns here. Um, so, it, it, you know, he's in a spot where uh, he got onto the field uh, last year because he was able to produce uh, at high efficiency rates on low snap counts, right? Like the fact that he only got into mix in for five or 10 snaps last year, but was able to produce on those snaps. That's the reason he kind of earned more snaps. Now he kind of came in with, that assumption that he, you know, was deserved three dozen snaps or you know, that sort of count, uh, and, and and not able to produce nearly at that same rate, so his snap counts have gone down, and, and he hasn't done much to kind of counteract that. You've seen penalties, you've seen uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of negative plays, not a lot of negative plays, but negative plays, and you've seen very few kind of positive plays from him that you saw last year, so. Uh, i don't know the reason maybe it's sophomore slump maybe it's you know a combination of just uh an off off season and a, and a weird kind of start to the year for him uh and and maybe it's just exposure maybe it's just the fact that all these other guys are playing really good football right now well, and he's just and not that, getting his chance you know and
1: that was going to be my point it's if you're complaining about the snap counts who should see a decrease in snap counts to get sam williams on the field i Micah Parsons is already playing a ton of snaps. Now you could potentially try to lessen his snaps. Demarcus Lawrence has actually seen a pretty big decrease in snaps from last year. Dorrance Armstrong is healthy and playing well. And this is the best that we've seen Dante Fowler look. So of those four players ahead of him, who are you taking snaps from?
0: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, I don't even know the issue to me with with Sam Williams is not that I feel like he needs more snaps, is he needs to play better on the snaps that he's being provided, you know? And then we can worry about who he's who snaps he's taking away, but and, even and on see, it, i
1: was gonna go say ahead. even at the same time Dante Fowler's not playing a ton either. Look at Dante Fowler's snaps over the lot. Right? Yeah. Well, he is, but here's Dante Fowler's snaps each of the last 5 games. 15 15 17 13 11. Now he's producing a little bit better than Sam Williams, but when Parsons and Lawrence and Armstrong are just playing this many snaps and you have better defensive tackle play than you had last year, so you don't have to kick as many guys in to play, you know, a lot, you know on pass rushing downs, That's you can leave point. Osa in there, you can play more Gallimore, you can play Golston. There's just not as many edge snaps out there as there was last year.
0: Yeah, because I mean, ultimately now it's 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 not even you're right. It's not even necessarily like it's just Sam Williams against Dante Fowler. Some of Sam Williams' snaps were coming because they were having to kick in those defensive ends Marcus to play Martin. tackle, like you yeah. just said. So now that that's not happening as much, there's just less you know opportunity for that part of the rotation. And again. The difference in production in Fowler and Sam Williams may not be a lot, but it's enough that that's why Sam Williams is getting more of those snaps than I mean, that Dante Fowler is getting more of those snaps than Sam Williams. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's tough because he's not playing a ton. Uh, and last year he was producing at a rate that even playing at those snaps, you noticed him more. And now we're only noticing him, unfortunately, yeah. when he's, you know, getting a penalty of some sort or something stupid's happening.
1: If I could talk to Sam Williams, what I would tell him is, just stay ready. We have 11 games straight without a bye week coming up, including the playoffs, assuming the Cowboys make there. And you've got a lot of games that are right in a row. You've got that really dreaded stretch where it's, what, three games in 12 days or whatever it is. There's going to be injuries. Guys are going to get worn down. Your time, you're going to have an opportunity to play a lot more snaps, but you can't pout. You can't go to social media and complain about you know not getting the amount of work stay ready because the Cowboys are going to need you at some point in the season, probably later in the year when they're really, really going to need some you know, extra edge rush help.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, you just got to stay patient. It, your, your chance is going to come, but at the same time, he, he's got to improve. He's got to play. Earn it. He is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: all right. We've got some other questions, including what does Mozzie Smith look like after the first six games of his career? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also now customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. The Jace case provides five, again, five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple form online. And in some cases, you can just jump on a quick call and get one of our uh, certified physicians on board with it. Get ongoing care from uh, the physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace will handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code Lockdown at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is promo code on at jacemedical.com. We also want to let you know that the show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action, especially if you're a Cowboys fan, right? We've got football this Sunday. You're going to want to sit back and enjoy the games with the Cowboys not playing and being on a bye week. Go to FanDuel, sign up for an account, and bet bet on the games this week. There's... The game lines, obviously, you can bet on. There's player props. There's over-unders. I love all the same-game parlays that FanDuel offers. I love the future bets. You can go bet on the Cowboys to win the NFC East or win the NFC this year. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know... That football season is here. You guys know that. But Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Denitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Landon, let's get to some uh, some more questions. Um, we've got some a really good one here on Mozzie Smith. Hmm. A couple of people disappointed what we've seen from Mozzie. This one from at Kevin Paul, Texas. He wants to know, are we seeing progression from Mozzie? I know his position uh, doesn't always light up the stats, but I was hoping for a couple more wow moments after
0: six games. I mean, I saw a couple wow moments I felt like last week. There was definitely a couple get-offs that he had that he was by far the first person off the snap. Uh, the improvement there has been noticeable each week. Um, I, I think he's gotten better as, as the season has gone on, um, and I think that, by, that last week was his best game by far uh yeah and i think that the interesting thing is is that the usage there is different than we all yeah. expected i mean i think that's the thing that that has really surprised me is that obviously you draft a guy like this uh, in the thought that you know he's going to be a kind of exclusively a, a one technique a guy that's living in the a gaps but according to pff alignment snap counts he's played only 15 snaps in the a gap and 75 snaps in the b gap so basically uh, he's been essentially a three technique this time mm-hmm. um so I, I and I think that that's a lot has to do with special alignments and and how they're attacking uh uh the the offensive lines in question. Um, but I feel like especially you know look the run defense stuff uh, we we kind of have an idea of where he is. He's physical. He can push guys back. He has been good about taking on double teams. Yeah, but not is not exactly world beating yet. But that has also improved. I think the area where he's really really. Uh, shown a lot is as a pass rusher I think the last three games specifically he's uh, really shown an ability to kind of get off the ball a little bit better and you've and he's seen that in the sense that he earned more pass rushing opportunities mm-hmm. uh, in this last game and, and was okay uh, you know he doesn't have a sack yet he has probably uh, you know one hurry or something like that but the point of the fact is, is that he's like we've talked about, he is a guy that plays a position that is very difficult to play early on. I mean, I think you're seeing that with a lot of, of these other defensive tackles as well, not named Jalen Carter. Um, and then I, I think that we've saw stuff last week that really marked a a level of play better than I feel like we've seen him play uh, previously. So I'm I'm excited. I, I I'm you know based on what I saw against the the Chargers. Uh, i'm really excited to see exactly where he ends up by the end of the year because uh, i i think that you know if he can kind of get some consistency and and, and it, it the the growth has been uh about consistently doing the technique correctly you know that's that's where the growth is 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 uh, a consistency on snap in snap out of getting off the ball properly not being the last person off the ball seeing it correctly and i think that's really been the big thing with him is not only just seeing the snap getting off the snap really well but having a level of awareness like in you know mid snap where the ball is going where he needs to go playing athletically and not just kind of getting frozen and stopping you know and and not not sure what to do we see him playing through the whistle continuing to pursue Using his athleticism and in, in, in a way that makes me feel like he's more confident in what he's doing, he understands what he's doing a lot better. So, uh, to answer the question, yeah, there's definitely been growth. There's definitely been improvement. Is it as fast as we at all would want? Of course not. But I mean, our expectation is that a first round pick needs to come in here and be great right away, and that's not necessarily the, the case for all first round picks and all defensive tackle first round picks and all you know folks that that come into the league the same way. This is a you know the twenty third or whatever twenty seventh overall pick versus the you know tenth or fifteenth overall pick. So, uh, but I think as far as our expectation of where he should be and where he's going, I think he's on track for the most part. Yeah, shameless plug here a little bit.
1: I just wrote an article on Mozzie for uh, for the thirty third team, and. I mentioned the fact that the the last three first-round picks for the Cowboys all came in and had fantastic rookie seasons, whether it was CeeDee Lamb in 2020, Micah Parsons in 2021, or Tyler Smith in 2022. Those guys all came in and played important positions and played well in their rookie year. Mozzie's growth has just been a little bit slower. To a degree, I kind of agree with Kevin here a little bit. I think I was hoping for a few more splash plays, like whether it's a – a run stop, a third and one where he just bullies the center back into the line, you know, it it makes a stop or whatever. We
0: just – we haven't seen a ton of those. Um, But the – but I will argue back that the production – it's not like we're not seeing that and also they aren't stopping the run. You know what I'm saying? Like They've been better at stopping the run the last couple weeks. A lot better.
1: yeah, Yeah, even the 49ers game, they gave up a lot of yards. But in the first three quarters when it was mainly Christian McCaffrey, they did not run the ball particularly well, so I will give Mozzie some credit there. I just I was hoping for a couple more individual splash plays rather than he's been a he's been a good part of a good defense at stopping the run, but I was hoping to see more of him doing it by himself rather than.
0: His team. <laughs> I, I think we've seen him produce. I don't know. Let's, let me rephrase that. I think we've seen him be a part of splash plays that uh other people ended up getting credit for that not not in the negative way, you know like just in a sense that like uh he they were produced, the one who made the tackle he created a disruption and yeah someone else made the tackle for loss or you know that sort of thing. so I don't disagree in the sense that you know we haven't had a signature mozzie play that you could point to at this point of the year uh, but I, I do think that that's coming and and I think you' I've seen snaps that the that the production that he had on that snap, could have produced a uh, splash play if the you know the play ran his way or that sort of thing. So yeah. we'll, we'll, I think we will see this, and it will continue to get more because I am seeing improvement, and it is marked each week. And it does seem like the Cowboys are open to
1: you know bringing up his role. The first three weeks of the season, we saw him play thirty nine combined snaps. Over the last two weeks. 40 snaps, and those are against really good teams, the 49ers and the Chargers. So it does seem like there is at least a little bit of confidence in Mozzie Smith to, in, to increase his role. I want to see what it looks like out of the bye week. Like, yeah. is he getting to 23 to 24 snaps a game? Because right now his highest snap game was against the 49ers at 22. I think, I think the goal here, if they could get him up to, like, consistently 23 to 25 snaps a game, I think I would be pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's a healthy goal for them, him to get to. And, and again, producing at, at that, at that rate, you know, producing at 23 snaps. a game. So if you had to give him a grade for the first six weeks of the season, what would you give him? I mean, it feels incomplete, you know, just because he's not played a ton of snaps. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, you know, based on his play, like a B minus, maybe, you know, like, I, I think it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, He's not getting you killed. That's the thing. No, it's he's not, not. It's not like he's out there getting you killed at times. He's just uh, – he's either uh, a net neutral or uh, only a slight positive or only a slight negative. We need uh, to I, kind of stretch the outcomes there. Let, what I'm looking Let for. me ask you this. Outside of
1: Osa Odigizuwa, has he been your second best interior defensive lineman this season?
0: I think Jonathan Hankins has played really well this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. Me too. That's, that's the thing. That's Hankins not a slight on Mozzie, no, right? Like I would say I, Hankins too. Yeah, I think Hankins has just played very, very well so far this year and is healthy. So I would say it's Hankins, um, but I would say that Mozzie's played better than Gallimore. Which, yeah. you
1: know, I mean, I mean
0: <laughs> we're going to be nice. No, uh, uh, oh, you know what? Real quick, I would say yeah. that Golson and him are probably. I would producing agree. at similar levels. And that's, you know, honestly, that's, they're completely different types of players and they're producing agree. in different ways, but I, you know, I think that's a comparison. They're, they're both the third defensive tackles in this team. All right. Let's talk about the weakest positional group on the Cowboys. I got a feeling it's not
1: interior defensive lineman for you, Lanen. Hmm. we'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on 2-6 to player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I absolutely love prize picks for a ton of reasons. My favorite is all the different stats and players that you can choose from. You can pick tackles for linebackers or sacks for edge rushers or rushing yards for wide receivers. It's so much fun. I I can't even begin to explain to you how much uh, fun I've had this year playing it. The other thing that I really like about Pricebook is their reboot policy, which will reboot your entry. It'll stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL and college football top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepix.com slash Lockdown NFL and use promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash Lockdown NFL and use promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We also want to let you know about DoorDash. We absolutely love DoorDash. I use DoorDash man at least... Once, twice, maybe three times a week. It's just so convenient. I love it for football season because, you know, having guests over, we can just DoorDash some pizza, some wings. We've done burgers in the last couple of weeks, all delivered to your house without missing the game. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are all on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter a promo code LOCK twenty three, subject to change. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to the Locked Cowboys podcast. We've got one more Twitter question here from Kevin. He wants to know what has been the weakest
0: and the strongest positional groups so far on the roster. Well, they played a really great game last week, so it's tough for me to say this, but it's 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 hard not to think that the linebackers are 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 the group, right? Just- like. So inexperienced. Yeah. There's just so much inexperience. I, I mean, I have really strong hopes for them and, and I, I like both of these young players a lot. Uh, and obviously with Layton being hurt, it, it, it puts a lot of strain on them. There's some depth questions that, you know, obviously you're going to come up, but well, I mean, you think about it, the Cowboys have
1: already lost the number one linebacker, maybe their number two linebacker and
0: at, at least your number four linebacker in Devin Harper, because they decided to get a little cute there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that if you see Bell and Clark kind of continue to play at a high rate, uh, that's that's obviously ex- excellent. But that still doesn't, you know, solve the question of what you just talked about, like the fact that they've lost so uh, such a number of linebackers and so much talent that you you know what happens if. Clark has to come off the field or Bell has to come off the field. It's like you're looking at a Malik Jefferson or I guess now maybe starting next week or Rashawn Evans situation coming onto the field. So, um, and we just haven't seen anything from Rashawn Evans. I mean, obviously he was just a guy that was on the street. So you don't have like super high hopes that he's going to be great. Um, But I I do think that as it stands right now, that's the position that uh, I have the most concerns about. Although even though there are two guys at the top that have, proven to you that they can play it's we need to see a lot more consistent. well we just need to see more of it you know just there's very little experience we don't know how fluky that performance was can can they you know repeat repeat it again next week that's that would be the kind of question i think linebackers probably the group for me i was tempted to say running back
1: just because i don't think they've got great play out of running back except for our guy rico Dowdle. um we we didn't even talk about this but i thought it was interesting that deuce vaughn was a healthy scratch this week um I, they I'm brought not, up I don't, Davis to play ahead of him. Do you think that
0: that's surprising at this point?
1: It's not surprising based on what we've seen on the field. It is surprising that after – Like
0: if you were to tell that to preseason Marcus. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: I mean, what we saw from the first four games of the season is basically anytime Deuce was on the field, it was a negative play. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, but it just it felt like things were moving a little too fast for Deuce Vaughn
0: early in the year. Yeah, I mean, you weren't. He wasn't able to kind of use his superpower. <laughs> and and if yeah. you're not like quicker than everyone, uh, you're you're five six. And, uh, but again, it doesn't mean it
1: can't change. Yeah. It,
0: it, no, no, no. I think it's I think it's just happening a little fast for him. Yeah. That's that's what it is. I think he just needs some time to get his feet under him because again, like the quickness and the processing speed, like that's your superpower. Yeah. So it, you can't be out there if you can't no. do that because. Year five, six, 160 pounds. So, like, yeah. And we've seen Malik Davis actually produce in the NFL. Like, so I, I could understand why there was a little bit of hesitancy to kind of put Vaughn out there. And I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, after another week of kind of getting things under, getting used to the speed of the game a little bit more, uh, uh, Vaughn will hopefully get an opportunity, get more opportunities. Cause, yeah, the Cowboys, I mean, it's a good point. The running back room is not great. They right need now. more from that group right now. Yeah. And, and they need more for Pollard, you know, yeah. like, if Pollard hasn't had a, I mean, it's, the run game overall not is not all his great. Fault, it's not but all his fault. They but need they, more from him. They still need more from him. So yeah, I, I I think wide receiver. I think running back. I'm sorry. Is is a room that that definitely could be that could be mentioned here. Strongest, Strongest group. Defense wide, You know, I mean, uh, I mean edge, edge rusher. <laughs> like, you I mean, know, the edge rusher. You have Micah Parsons
1: is having a defensive player of the year type of season, and he might not be your best defensive end this season so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to John Oding. never gave up, yeah. never lost faith in the uh, D law of the God. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I got another one for you. Yeah. How about the specialists? Uh, wow. <laughs> what a, what a, what a difference a few months makes, huh? Wow. Uh, I mean, I think this is Wood. uh,
1: Brandon Aubrey has not missed a field goal yet. He's been perfect. Uh, I thought Brian Anger was awesome in the Chargers game. I mean, he flipped the field several times in that game. I was actually watching that game with my uncle, who's a diehard Steeler fan, shocker. Uh, and he's like, wow, like, that punter is amazing for Dallas. And it's true. Like the, he had some unbelievable puns. I thought, I think just think the
0: specialists have been outstanding this year. I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, I told you so, because I, I didn't. And Go the ahead, I, no, no, I didn't. And the reason I didn't is because I wanted to again point out that we are not safe. All right, like, do not think because your kicker is making kicks right now that it's safe or that he's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, just enjoy it while it's working, because there's going to be a day when it's not working, and then you're going to say, "Why didn't the Cowboys do something about kicker at the time? Like, they have. Why did they go outside a veteran like Brett Maher? You know, something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Uh, look, I just want everyone to remember this next year when this plan that everyone thought there's no way could work worked, and so that's just the nature of trying to find a kicker in the NFL. By the way,
1: uh, Brett Maher plays for the Rams now. I don't believe he's missed a field goal inside of 50 yards yet. This season. Mm, It's
0: all coming to a head next week, guys. Uh, all right, that is it for today's
1: show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to get you ready for that Rams game. We're going to do a little special show on Monday. We're going to do a rookie watch show uh, going over the entire rookie class of the Cowboys. We talked a little bit about Mozzie. We'll continue to talk about him on monday so make sure you tune in for that we are free and available on all platforms go check out landon on twitter at McCoolBCB. bcb i'm marcus underscore mosher enjoy the weekend enjoy the bye week we'll see you right back here on monday